and welcome back ladies and gentlemen we are actually live and um welcome to the 62nd episode of the cyberpunk 2077 community podcast today with me i have the usual crew starting from the right mad queen from the mad queen show greetings earthlings neon arcade hello hello and subsidian from the triple s league hello everybody Hopefully everyone can actually hear us. I don't, I didn't notice anyone saying not. So yeah, everything is good. We are live. So it's been a crazy week, um, in the world. And, um, hopefully everyone is, uh, doing well. Hopefully everyone is staying safe. Today we have a couple of topics to talk about. We had the financial report, um, from CD Projekt Capital Group regarding, um, their, their business, um, in the first quarter of 2020. We had the hands-on Cyberpunk 2077 event, which was also posted um, in the PDF file of uh, of the financial report. So we're going to talk about that a bit, talk about the Night City Wire. Um, we're also going to talk about how we're going to cover it because people didn't know, but we're going to do it separately. And then we're going to have an after show, if I'm correct, right? Yes. Yeah. I can't promise anything on my side. You know yeah. that I that I that I go pretty <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and and the last time I had to stop the the, the stream and lay down because mm. I was going super crazy. So in my in my side I can't promise anything. <laughs> but well, but anyway, we're all gonna be going live. You have again the links down below, so you can uh, tune in as soon as the event starts. All of us are gonna be live talking about it and restreaming it. So, yeah. Now, the first topic for today is definitely um, the Cyberpunk hands-on event, which was mentioned. Um, we don't know much about it, actually, and we're not going to go too far into it, but um, it's definitely happening. And I'm kind of happy that finally someone, at least someone, is going to get a chance to uh, try out the game, even though a lot of the events, the physical events, where you can actually go interact with people, are now put on hold because of the thing and um, companies have to find a different way to actually promote their product and even doing it locally makes sense. So I don't know if you have any anything to say about that. Yeah, it's pretty much the only choice mm. they had to make here. Mm. It's not like they can be flying people out during this time. It's not really safe. So, True. True. Understandable, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure they would have liked to get impressions from people all over the world. Yeah. Can I be a little belligerent in here? <laughs> Go for yeah. it. People, if you sign the fucking NDA, you keep your mouth shut <laughs> because if you don't, it reflects poorly on the rest of us. Thank true, you for your attention. True, 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 true. Read them. <laughs> Read the contracts, people. It's that simple. But uh, yeah, it, it, this is, has been... Yes. Should be out, shouldn't be out, but uh, we're not going to go too far into it because uh, on the other side, we have the uh, the cyberpunk event, which is coming. Everyone is excited about that. And also everyone, welcome to the chat. Oh, Andrew, also welcome to the chat. All right. Now, the next thing is uh, obviously the financial results for a CD Projekt Capital Group in the first quarter of 2020. Um, they surpassed uh, over 50 million copies sold uh, for the entire Witcher franchise which was amazing, and um, they're fully on and geared to actually release um, Cyberpunk in September, which was, again, confirmed <laughs> by them. It's not going to be delayed. It's not going to be anything that this, the game is set to release in September. So, yeah, and also, this is just the first event of many 
that there is going to be, because they also mentioned that, Marcin actually mentioned that on his Twitter, that the Night City Wire is also only one event, which makes sense, and there is going to be more um, in the future. So hopefully that clears it out. And when those events are going to happen, we don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, uh, I should I should add that this is, like, really the kickoff. And mm-hmm. with most kickoffs... You don't get to know the the schedule of all of the events that follow until the first event starts. Mm-hmm. So there could be three more events events in uh, June that we just don't know about yeah, because they, they haven't been announced yet, and they, they're they're going to wait for that first one. So expect to have and see some things followed by more and more and more things as it, and it's going to ramp up i mean it's going to ramp mm-hmm. up huge right right as we get into september so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you also have to remember that their marketing uh is based purely on surprises right they've mentioned that mm-hmm. time and time again so they're not going to really give you too much of a heads up they're just gonna you know hit you from from all different angles and surprise you which is cool mm-hmm. right? the other thing that the other thing that we should mention is that cdpr is is um they're very much in a favor of you know, continual drips and not a, not huge gushes, right? <clears throat> so we may end up seeing a, a system where we're only going to be getting like, you know, short bursts of, of information. So, you know, don't, don't expect that, you know, everything is going to be, you know, like you think it is because you think that they operate like EA or Activision or any of these other big companies. They, they, this is really, this is the first time this crew has ever done a launch. Like a lot of these people were not hired, you know, from Holly and, and most of the, uh, the, um, country sp- uh, or language specific, uh, leads. Mm-hmm. They haven't really had, like, they've never been in this situation before with CDPR. Like a lot of these people have been hired on in the last two, three years. Um, so we're going to be seeing, I, I've, they're really like them creating, how they're going to approach and advertise this game. And we don't know what that's going to be like yet. So, mm-hmm. so well, the, the all AR hold... sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. Just hold on everybody. It's going to be a wild ride. Mm-hmm. And the ARG is still on pause, right? So that'll mm-hmm. also pick up. Yeah. Yeah. So they're yeah, going to be paranoid. Yeah, don't don't reason... give Lilaya more work. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, they decided that having people run around in the big city metropolises trying to find hidden clues was probably not a very good idea right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, the, the ARG of Cyberpunk that's going on around the world, I believe it went a little out of hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you want more gameplay, just look outside. It's actually very sad that this is yeah. the thing because i remember myself back in 2017 i was like hey mike pondsmith was right now it's like oh snap mike pondsmith was right <laughs> 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 yeah. he could there, have not been right you know <laughs> there, there, there's, happier. <laughs> there's some good stuff going on right now we just had the just had bob and doug um you know, land at the International mm. Space Station. So that that's great news. Yeah, well, you know that Cyberpunk also has lore in space? And mm-hmm. you know what is the sentence that describes the lore in space and how the people on Earth decided to, you know, expand mankind beyond the stars? The stars, sorry. Because rats are quick to abandon a sinking ship. 
Ooh. <laughs> so words. yes, probably we would stay in the sinking ship. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but it just tells you how far we got and how closer we are to like making Cyberpunk a 100% reality. Because the only thing which is missing right now, honestly, are just augmentations on a daily basis. And that's about it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. When it comes to that tech, because everything else is pretty much there. We just need a little bit of that augmentations on on people yeah. to really make it, to paint the picture in a sense. And those things exist. It's just not like they're mm. commercially available. Yeah. They yeah. exist. The, the, the only commercial uh, available um, cybernetic uh, operation you can get right now is the um, magnetic bits in your fingers for for being able to feel and sense magnetic uh frequencies and, and uh magnetic poles hmm. which is by the way really awesome that'd be great you're... for being a pickpocket <laughs> <laughs> well you have to know where the phone they're is they're too small for that they're not big man they're, they're not like oh. the size of things that you put on the refrigerator <laughs> they're like they're like really small. They're like really tiny, all, and they're right next to the nerve endings, so that you can actually like feel these. Like oh, you can actually you. feel the subtle stuff. It's not like they they put a giant magnet next to you and you're stuck <laughs> on it. Well, Although could. that would be pretty cool. Theoretically, they could. Well, we yeah, have we have technology. Before I go on, Nuno Rodriguez, long live Crema Catalana. <laughs> Thank you. That was very nice of you. Um, yes, Crema Catalana is a typical dessert of where I live. Ah. <laughs> but by the way, it's delicious. It's some sort of uh, flan, but not exactly, but it's delicious. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, long, long life. Yeah. We have, <clears throat> going back to the real cyberpunk world, we have mm. the technology, but we also have the social upheaval, which people tend to forget is the core of cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. You know, the punk. Technology is the cyber, social mm. up- upheaval is the punk. And mm. we have been both like lately so connected that is, it's, oh, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. It is actually because, um, when you look outside, it's all which cyberpunk is actually going to be. You have people oppressed by a society. You have big corporations running, running the streets. So yeah, it's, it's pretty much there. Sadly, um, there was one question. I'm just going to go quickly over this at the, before we started the stream about the censorship in the Middle East and Japan. Well, obviously, some of the Me- Middle Eastern countries and I guess Japan will um, censor Middle East, maybe a little bit more, but they do it with every single game. There is there is no chance to avoid that, sadly. Mm. Or, or, or you won't release a game. It's simple like that. In that area, yeah. the game won't be sold. Well, because... we, we saw an example of that on The Witcher 3. I mean, it's not new. Mm. Yeah. Of yeah. them of having different versions of the game. Yeah. But yes, and... I, I, please allow me to be a selfish person here. As long as mm. I can play the complete version, I don't care about <laughs> any other. <laughs> So, I mean, but, but I mean, we should also note that, you know, as is, especially in the the case of, um, you know, especially in the case of of Japan, you know, censorship just works so well. I mean, you know, when they put that (laughs) stuff in and make it like mandatory, you certainly don't have like 5% of your GDP of your entire country dedicated to, you know, 
the things that you're trying to censor away from. I mean, that that for sure never, ever, ever backfires. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, true. Well, yeah. but they need, they need to pretend. They yeah. need to pretend. Yeah. Whatever you have censorship, you will have increased uh, use of piracy, you will have increased um, presence of smugglers that are going to get that product into the countries. So, yeah. You just create more pl- problems than you solve. In a sense, mm-hmm. when you have, and it's been it's been happening. I had pe- people telling me from countries that had censors, especially like let's say Australia. Uh, I th- well, the Witcher Three was that. I know one game has been, and they were saying that they had to get the game from outside of the Australia mm-hmm. to actually play the full version. So yeah, it creates more more pro- problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to uh, quickly answer John Tripp's question here in the chat. Uh, no, there will not be any demo that we know of uh, we've not heard of anything and i doubt it because uh while demos are definitely coming back they're making a resurgence and this is a hundred percent an awesome thing because whenever you take out more of those middlemen between the game and the community i think is a good thing i mean i i could like i i skip pretty much every major like you know reviewer before i buy a product now uh and it's because they're just not very useful Mm. So well, it all think... it all depends on the amount of time you want to put and the amount of mm-hmm. attention. I must confess that for certain games, I do. There are a couple of reviewers I trust their opinion on things, mm. and I let them tell me. So, what do you think mm-hmm. of this game? This yeah. and this. Oh well, maybe I will tell. And we'll pay attention. Yeah, but they they just didn't get around. Like this is just it. It wasn't um it wasn't being as popular when they were in in the process of making it, and that's something that you want to typically put some effort into probably mm-hmm. about a year or two before the game actually launches to, mm-hmm. to have that demo and know that you, you can have it. The more simplistic, obviously, the more simplistic a game, the easier it is to make a demo. And while I think a demo would have been perfect for this, um, they would have, like, yeah, they, they would have had to have like, kind of like kind of keyed into that like a few years ago. And, and, and again, it's like, this is just, this is a recent phenomenon with demos coming back into circulation and and kind of becoming uh the new the new thing to to really advertise your game which is awesome because i'm i'm really looking forward to the future of this mm. but yeah it's honestly the most useful thing because i remember before when i used to buy magazines and they had these cds that, that yeah. dual layer cds that you can just yeah. have a bunch of demos on and i believe that's that's a really cool way for people to try out the game and really see for themselves if they like it because the problem which was created and now because demos are coming back in my opinion is is the media and how much distrust there is now between reviewers and, mm-hmm. you know, the end users who are watching the video or reading the article and they don't believe and companies might have a problem to sell it. So it's like, here's mm-hmm. a demo, see for yourself and then decide. Well, you made, you made a great point here because actually one of the greatest problems in, in news in general and in gaming news in particular is mm-hmm. that this is a business that moves so many money. Uh, people is like suspicious that there is money involved in the opinion of big reviewers about certain games. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's a good reason to, you know, if you really trust in your product, because mm-hmm. this is the first thing to do, trusting mm-hmm. in your product, giving yeah. it directly to consumers. It's, uh, on the other hand, uh, the reviewer also has, uh, you know, um, an amount, an amount of viewers and people that uh, not only are influenced by their, their opinion, also thanks to them get to know the games. 
Because one thing, I mean, even if you release a, de a demo, people need to find out that this game exists and have some interest in it to download it and play it. Mm -hmm. So you're always going to need the middle the middle main. Ah, middle man. Fuck. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with my mouth today? <laughs> True. Well, there's also like a bunch of different reviewers. Like if you go to IGN, they have like a shit ton of reviewers. Whereas if you were to go to a YouTuber, it's a little bit more consistent, right? Because it's the same mm -hmm. person doing the reviews and it's not all over the place in that sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've. I mean, my biggest pet peeve when it comes to reviewers is that there are some people who are being t that in in bigger corporations are tasked with reviewing a game that is in a genre that they despise. Yeah, that's and, what and pointed out. Like and I you know and we I mean there was a big big case of this recently where you know a game was getting pretty nar darn near perfect scores and somebody reviewed it poorly because they didn't like the genre. It's like, "Oh, I really hated these mechanics because I just can't stand these mechanics in these games." And it's like, if you can't stand these games, why are you reviewing the title? Like, <laughs> like I, you know, I, 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 I true. Hello, I hate churros and for today we have Call of Duty. <laughs> right? I mean, ideal, By the ideal, way, I hate this game. come on. Ideally, wouldn't you want to have someone that's neutral towards the game review it? Not even have positive or like shooters? Like just well, completely it, it depends because the more you like a genre, the more critic you are with it. Mm, I suppose, yeah, that's true. Because you also yeah. have more practice in the mechanics of this specific genre. And uh, someone that is used to shooters, maybe they expect some kind of feel mm -hmm. on it. And, mm -hmm. you know, by being uh, the expertise also also allows you to explain the mechanics better. And to, to yeah, learn true. what's, yeah. you know, to find out what's wrong with it and what's good about it. True. I mean, yeah, like some games, for example, I wouldn't be like PES or FIFA. Like I wouldn't be able to fully review them from like, let's say a perspective that I would know, oh, if they made any changes to the, uh, to the mechanics of the game, to how the ball works or whatever. So yeah, it definitely goes into account, as Matt Queen said. If you actually know the game, if you played, um, those games, you're going to notice small things that might be good or bad in a sense. Yeah. So yeah, I don't mm -hmm. know. We'll see, we'll see. Because those small things for someone that plays the game and, and is a fan of this genre, they're, they're going to notice it. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're going to be glad if you're, they're told beforehand. Mm. Mm. I guess you want someone who's experienced, uh, but who also has an open mind, right? Isn't yeah. completely closed off to those mm. new things. I guess that, I suppose that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, following yeah. a personality is, is sometimes good, but it's like certain personalities don't really mesh well with things it's like i don't do sports games it's like i would mm. never review a sports game because i have no desire to to, to play to it pay and, microtransactions and to pay all the <laughs> microtransactions for said sports games <laughs> yeah i was gonna call them something else but i was like nah, nah i should keep this clean i i'd like to answer a question on the chat offended mm -hmm. cat asked matt quinshaw what's your score for doom eternal I have a problem with this game. I couldn't finish it. I just hate the last the last level. I hate it so much. I don't even like the music. <laughs> the last level is the best level. Like the I whole mean, last level. Oh my god. The I, last just, I hated it so much. It's like it's like they, they put me in a completely different game. Well, I it's I I know I know it's it's unthinkable that that the biggest fan of of me Gordon as, as myself can say that, but I didn't even like the music. 
<gasps> I don't Harry. like any. Everything, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's like super. It was, it, everything is super, super. It's tronic. I don't know the colors, the mechanics is are so different to the rest of the game. I just I couldn't finish it because I couldn't stand fucking heaven. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. I have to finish. It. I have to finish it someday. But I need to oh, breathe deeply. Was the like motion blur getting to you? Because I know you get uh, sick like first person shooters, and it's like pretty high paced. Well, no, no, because I, uh, you can, you can, um, you can change all the settings to uh, to an amount of detail that's not usual in games. And I could change a lot of settings, and I was able to play quite uh, quite comfortably. I have more problems with motion sickness when the game is dark. Hmm. Like I have more problems in those X that is slower, but it's darker than on Doom that is faster, but it's brighter. What about frame rate? Does does frame rate go into that account? Like if it's a lower frame rate, does does it trigger that more or? Because yes, but uh, sweetheart, I have the PC master race, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is not a problem I, I for had me. To talk you into that. Sorry, I had to talk you into that. Into what? Into getting the PC master race. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for the videos. I did it for the videos. I didn't yeah. do it for the gaming. <laughs> but now now you see why it's better for the gaming. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually it was funny because I um I'm playing on stream, there was X the third. And uh, I played it on Xbox when it was out went out that was past generation of Xbox. And recently being recently, uh, maybe half a year, one year ago, I tried to play it again. First, I tried to play it in Spanish, and I didn't remember the dubbing was so bad. Not for the actors, because all the actors are great. I don't know what happened to them, but, you know, Jensen sounds ridiculous in Spanish. <laughs> and also the graphics looked like totally and absolutely outdated. And then I thought about about uh, playing those X4 in, on the stream, and then a lot of people, including Last Meal, thank you very much again. It was you, right? Hmm? Send me one of the games. Mm-hmm. Just send me one of the games. Yeah. Yes, I have so much bad memory. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they, uh, uh, I was sent the three, the three games, and I thought, well, okay, I'm going to play them in the low, in the low order. But oh my god, the third! I'm going to hate the third because when I when I tried to replay it, I could only last like five, ten minutes of gameplay because the, the voices were horrible, the graphics were horrible, and it was my first time playing it on PC. Hmm. And I was settings, settings, okay, everything maximum. I can afford it. Oh my god, this game is gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) True. So yes, it was. It was a new experience to play it again on PC. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it's it's strange. Slower game that caused that man. It's so strange. Humans like in everything, like how we we're programmed in a sense to certain things, like how sensitive we are to certain things. It's it's crazy. It's insane, but uh, it's it's a pity because then horror survival horror games are no no for me. I wanted to play. I mean, Vampire Masquerade. Mm. Um, I was also a, a huge fan of the pen and paper game, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I couldn't play the other game, and I won't be able to play the the new game because they are vampires. <laughs> Obviously, everything <laughs> happens at night. <laughs> What if you crank the brightness up to like max? Still wouldn't help. I guess when it's ah, dark, it's dark, really, right? Yeah, but <laughs> part of the fun is that well, first you absolutely you, you lose a lot of contrast, and then yeah. second you lose all of the graphics, and also part of the fun is that there are things always hidden on the shadows. Mm. Mm, yeah, 
uh, in in prey in prey they they managed to achieve a, a, a something in between of this darkness and things hidden in the shadows and not being too dark and being comfortable to play. Hmm. Hmm. I, I wish more 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 games and because prey was a little bit a little bit horse, horror a little bit and it had this contrast that things hidden in the shadows and the typhoons were fantastic. But it, it was a game that was very comfortable to play because it had a lot of brightness on 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 the main areas mm. of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. So if it Wait, has, does, blood, yeah. does, does Masquerade have a day and night cycle? Is it perpetually in dark? There are vampires. Only the night. It's only night. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are vampires. What <laughs> <laughs> are vampires doing in daylight? <laughs> well, I mean, the rest of the game can be it's not an open world, right? The whole game revolves around vampires, <laughs> and they only can live in in, in nightlight, in night day, night day, yeah. night time. Yeah, I, I expect horror from it. I I still remember that uh, that goddamn hotel, or was it a mansion from like the the Masquerade Two? God damn it! <laughs> if anyone played that, you will remember that mission. Or if you didn't, I strongly suggest you do. It's it's an amazing game, way ahead of its time, and it has a level in a hotel or mansion. I don't know. That's so goddamn scary. <laughs> but uh, we have two hundred and fifty people watching. It's it's actually amazing. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming. But uh, one thing I actually wanted to uh, say about reviews, and because I know that uh, there has been. I had those comments. Like, how how are you going to review Cyberpunk? Because obviously you like the game. Yes, I do like the game. But look, if there is certain things that I find that are... look, Or I don't know, I, I didn't find appealing or whatever. If there are those things, I will say them. Because it's not about, you know, selling the game to you. Because again, I'm not affiliated with CDPR in any way. It's actually also pointing out things that can be fixed. So, yeah. Well, I, I I would like to remind all of you how the internet almost kills me <laughs> with my with my criticism of the original gameplay before everybody saw it. <laughs> <laughs> the internet almost killed me because I guess I was supposed to like it very much and I mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. And, it's... and I believe that this is proof enough. <laughs> yeah. That liking well, someone means that you want it you want it better and you want, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. There's something that each of us don't like about mm-hmm. the game so far that we've seen so well to be honest the things that i didn't like on the on the first gameplay I, I have all been corrected on the second now i mm. don't have any complaint mm. Mm. yeah <coughs> my main was just gunplay which is something they worked on so I'm, I'm i'm happy with the uh the deep dive when i saw the gunplay there i was actually satisfied because obviously and it's it's something that I've seen constantly appear. It's like, oh, the movement in combat. Yeah, well, first of all, they're playing with a controller to kind of showcase the game because that's the point, not to go in shroud style and <laughs> they have to go slowly through it and you won't get like that glam or whatever, that bang you were expecting from someone running through the level and shooting everyone in the head fast. It's obviously just mm-hmm. to show you how the game will work. You'll be able to do that. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the deep dive as much as the forty-eight minute demo. Mm. I felt like they took a step back. I don't know why, but hopefully, I mean, this is going to be pretty much the first time we're seeing it again, mm-hmm. right? Because like, when was the last time we saw deep dive? Was what ten months ago? And at that yeah. point, the build was six months old. Mm. So we really haven't seen the game in 
a, at least a year. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I am like in the in the in the opposite opinion of of, of what you're saying. Like, I, I, I like the deep dive, like exponentially, way exponentially better than than the. Uh, and even though I, I am not hundred hundred percent positive, but I believe that the 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 demo that was made public in 2018 had mm-hmm. some changes from what we saw at E3. Mm, like they've changed it since uh well yeah i assume yeah, so. from they, they they saw it at e3 then they showed it at gamescom and then they published it and oh, i believe right. that they polished mm-hmm. a couple of things i'm not 100 percent positive but i i believe but i i think in in general even even the mood improved in 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 the new gameplay was in the last gameplay we saw huh yeah i, t- I have the opposite opinion but that's. I mean, that we all have different opinions. That's a good thing. Well, right? we mm. can we can make agree a, a ring, you know, fight, <laughs> fight to death to see who's right. How about a thumb war? That seems a lot less violent, <laughs> and it will settle the score. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And also, and also, the music. The the music was something that I I really I really I was convinced that I the in the in the final game I. In the in the game, I wasn't going to like it, but in the end, it's like music is like my favorite part right now. What mm-hmm. are they doing, and what are they building, and the philosophy behind of what they are building, which mm-hmm. I believe that is awesome. In in seen in the musicians that they showed in the game awards that they were going to participate in the soundtrack, and and seeing how this how innovative all these musicians are. And this combination made me really curious to see what is Martin Chubovitz doing. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. They're taking some big steps when it comes to music. I mean, it must have not been cheap to get all those big names into the game. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. They, if, if they are very expensive, they can keep running the jewels and then the rest can go. To- <laughs> no, no. And, and, uh... How about Grimes? I like Grimes. Well, apart from Grimes, Grimes is a character as well. Well, aren't aren't they? I guess they're not all characters, right? We don't have that confirmed. Well, mm-hmm. I thought I thought. Well, I, I took it for granted that uh, Grimes is the one that's a character, and the rest are only doing music. Mm-hmm. Maybe we we see a graffiti of the symbol of Randy Jules, but that's it. <laughs> Maybe more more like an Easter egg than than you know than the the real thing. Yeah, I doubt we're gonna have Rocky chilling in the. In one of the districts, like, hey, <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> but you're gonna have Come the music. On. Someone mod that in. <laughs> they need to add nine inch nails to that game. Well, uh, person with a name that I'm totally incapable of saying, the X. Well, they have the drummer. They have the drummer of nine inch nails. Island? Iron? Island? Iron Rubin? Island? And we said, I don't know, it's Island or Iron? Rubin, yes. He's the drum drummer of of uh, Nine Inch Nails. So, well, this is something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm, ask. Sure, th- I'm sure they'll have some um, wonderful little like, like I, I swear they're they're gonna have like Easter eggs everywhere, like everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. It's too tempting not to. Because I just want a poster. I just want a poster because I am sure I I have no proof, but I have no doubt either. There was this Easter egg in the in the game in the last gameplay that uh, behind one book you have uh, Rage Bartmos Guide to the Net, and it looked like the cover of the book 
was the most famous cover of the New Romancer, but with Rage Bartmos. And if this is a thing, I want a poster, please. So the project, please put it in the shop. Is it actually, or is it just the old? Uh, is it just a generic cover? It looked like the generic one to me, but maybe. No, no, no. This another cover. The, the cover of of uh, the Guide to the Net is completely different. Is it really? Damn, and the way that. the cables went in the in the upper part, it looked like the cover of the New Romancer. Hmm. I mean, they have a My Little Pony Easter egg. Have you guys seen that? Where? <laughs> Where? If you guys, uh, have you guys seen the making of the CGI 2019 trailer? Yes. But I remember. My, my, a fan of My Little Ponies, mm-hmm. apparently. Yeah, he is. So there's a My Little Pony little graffiti on one of the walls that they're, that they're uh, designing. <laughs> well, see, that's what I'm saying. Is that It's too tempting because you, you have so many options. You've got graffiti. You've got like... Like, you know, in, say, in some shop, there's this, like, little TV station that's playing on the, or this, not TV station, there's this little video playing on the tiny little video player in the corner, and if you do a certain set of missions in a certain particular order, you can go back to that, and you can sit there, and after you wait for, like, an hour, suddenly it pops up, and there's, like, a little, like, uh, audio log of, like, some of the, the devs, like, talking about stuff. It's like, that would be so cool! Would be so cool! <laughs> you can add so many of them, it's great! And we'll all be playing with the with uh, microscope, <laughs> mm-hmm. playing frame by frame all the game, <laughs> reviewing our all game our own gameplays on YouTube frame by frame, like looking for old Easter eggs. I mean, yeah, people are going to be finding stuff months, I think years after it comes out. I know that was the I case mean, with The Witcher mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, <laughs> they're still finding like secret dialogues and stuff like that, right? It's five years. Oh. But it's the difference is that in in Cyberpunk you have much more things in the ambient to be mm-hmm. able to hide Easter eggs, for instance, graffiti. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, true. Uh, there was this one question I want to answer. Um, it says, "Are you worried you'll be disappointed when the game comes out?" And also want to tie in the Witcher Three downgrade with that. Um, well, yeah, the Witcher Three was downgraded at that time. I, I think the reason was I don't know was it the consoles or was it something else? But of course they had to. Well, uh, Legend says that Sony, um, Sony didn't want the game on PC to have more quality than the game on console, and uh, threatened the project to not allow them to put the game on PlayStation if they didn't downgrade downgrade the PC version of the game. Mm. So apparently it was Sony's fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Project Red never officially said anything about it, so this is like the legend. Mm-hmm. This is not a proven fact, but uh, we all know that uh, how consoles operate, and we know that this is more than likely to be the truth. Yeah. But it's funny. It's funny because at this point, uh, it's not confirmed that Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be in the PlayStation 5. Yeah. And I was thinking, if it's not, if it's not, I'm going to laugh a lot. <laughs> because if it's if if this legend about, about Sony forcing them to downgrade the PC version of The Witcher is true, and now we are in a situation where Tether Project Run are the ones in power because they have the game that everybody wants, no, it's, uh, it's ironic. It's ironic. Karma is a bit, Sonny. Yeah, true, true. But also, also yep. to to tie in that uh, disappointment. Are you going to be disappointed? Look, um, there is always that fear that something is going to go wrong. That's very normal, especially in any production you are in film, whatever. That 
that moment before something is going to be released is probably the most stressful moment in the entire production because everything has to go right. There can't be a mistake. Um, let's say on premiere, you're pushing out a film or you're pushing out a game. <coughs> so yes, but the, the thing I also take into account is everything before is how they treat the community, uh, the Witcher games. And I see how much they actually, um, how much love and effort they put into that. So just based on that, my, my fear is a lot lower than it would be with another company just because of that track record they had. So also, I would like to say something that I believe it's quite notable. We are not in the nineties anymore. Mm -hmm. If the game is released with the fact that there's this thing called patches, and if the game is not perfect when it's released, we can wait for the patch. Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, before the internet, where if the game is fucked up at release, then there is no fucking way of solving it. But mm. now we have the internet. If the game has any problem at release, well, don't worry. They will patch it. As long as, long as it's within a timely manner. I'm, I'm having flashbacks of the Master Chief collection when that was released. <laughs> and it took like <laughs> a year and a half to patch mm. just so it was like playable. Mm. That would be cataclysmically bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not expecting Cyberpunk to not be playable, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the game is massive. It's, it's not only impossible that there's anything that is not working in the game. Also, no, it doesn't matter how large your Q&A team is. Having thousands of players at the same time playing the game, the amount of things that people are going to find that they did just didn't find during the the Q&A process is going to be massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, patches, patches, and that's it. I mean, no problem. Yeah. Let's not get crazy about it. Yeah, even The Witcher 3, when it came out, it had the first issue I remember was with resolution. I think it was lacking certain resolutions, but again, that was fixed. And also, cutscenes had a problem, but that was also fixed. So, yeah, if, mm-hmm. if there is, if there are problems on release, it's obviously going to be patched, but, um, it's, it's a good thing they actually took they delayed the game a bit so that they have time to actually not have that situation where they have to patch the game a lot so they can actually deliver something which, of course, will have potential bugs and whatever, potentially. Well, I, I must confess, this this obviously is not any kind of hmm. of inside info of, or any kind of, of this type. I confuse people in this. But I, I always have, I always had to thought that I was imagining people at Red saying, well, we delayed the game. Okay, now that we delay the game, how about we change this thing that we are not com- really convinced with? Oh, yeah. but mm-hmm. uh, And about this other thing? <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a completely different game by the end. <laughs> well, not a completely different game, but maybe, you know, <laughs> they, they, they started to polish and they started to be too perfectionist. And mm-hmm. sometimes this ends up translating into not finishing things on time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's and obviously that don't 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 get scared anybody. That's just thought that I that I had because I thought it was funny, <laughs> which it, which it it translates into when the game when the game is shipped. If there's any problem with the game, there's this marvelous thing called patches. So mm-hmm. even in the event that, that that happens, it's not a big deal. Hmm. That's true, actually. For me, it's mods. Yeah, for me, it's, it's like it's like if we do run into this problem, if we do run into any kind of a problem, it's like don't like 
if it's a big enough problem or if it's a big enough thing that's missing, it, it'll get, somebody will come up with it. Like somebody will come up with a solution for it. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but, but we're not talking about Bethesda, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I mean, no, I've, I've, got, I've got pretty good, I've got pretty good faith. That, in, time, in this. that time in the podcast now. Let's, let's no, before, no. If we're going to, if you're going to go to the to smack Bethesda, I, 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 I'd rather to answer the chat first. I, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about Bethesda today because we have a much, 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 much more cooler thing to talk about, and that is the uh, announcement for the board, uh, Baldur's Gate three event that's happening on next Saturday, this coming Saturday. So in in six days, it's going to be awesome. Are you guys are you guys gonna be doing anything for it? Because we certainly will be. Uh well maybe I'll join you, but I wasn't thinking about doing anything mm-hmm. myself. Depends on the restream though. I will if if it's actually uh, I gotta check that out with some people to see if it's actually gonna be acceptable to restream on YouTube. I don't know. For the music and stuff, but yeah. Can't wait to see what they have for us because um, they have been silent for a very long time. <laughs> Lar- Larian is is um, I mean it's it's been about a year since we c- kind of saw what they were building up to, but now mm. we know, and now we're going to see that, and we're going to get get our hands on it. And if if my my info is right, we're going to be seeing that uh, the first act become a um, you know going to be in early access. And it's going to be in early access before the summer is out. So whether that means June, July, August, September, somewhere in there, we're going to get this game. And I'm, I am so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> There's a lot of good is games coming. coming. Is it, sorry, is the event tomorrow? No, it's on. It's on the sixth. The sixth. Okay. Yeah. So Saturday. Hmm. There is a question that I would like to address. If I don't, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone said, I'm so, yeah, I'm so sorry, but, uh, Pavak? I'm not okay with patch. Some games are patch on the patch. I want the final product. Well, mm-hmm. the most marvelous thing about patches is that is this marvelous day zero patch that some people hate. And actually is a good thing because, uh, obviously, from the moment that the production ends, you know, then, then they need to be sent to consoles to approve then after that if they it takes a month a month and a half then you know uh to manufacture you know, the cds and then shipping and uh, there are a couple couple months almost three months that are lost from the moment you end you end the production until the game is shipped and all this time can be used in in perfecting whatever thing that you could you you believe the game needs to be perfected on, so patches are not a, ba- a bad thing because it al- it allows that the that the game is still being perfected when it's you know doing all these processes that need to be done to be to have the game shipped. Mm-hmm. So patches are actually a great thing. I'm so glad internet exists. True, you can you can, you can also expand the game with patches, which is something that. Certain companies have been doing, and before with The Witcher Three, you had uh, the free DLCs for different ad- for an adventure, for uh, armor, and various other things, alternative hairstyles, I believe, or looks. But yeah, you can you can use those things to actually up- upgrade the game with um, with new ideas that you probably missed in the production. 
you know, depends on what it is. But yeah, mm-hmm. before it was like you ha- you buy a game, and there, if there is a problem, you just you just, you just accept it. <laughs> That's it. The problem's there. You're not gonna get a patch. But uh, yeah, it, it it brings both good and bad things with it. I guess it's a double-edged sword. On one hand, I, I think that it, it's great for developers to have that speed to patch something. But on the other hand. I don't know if some companies are using that as an excuse to ship out a game that's only going to be out to be patched. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, this is a massive open world game with so much city density and p- potential for bugs to be in there. I mean, a, a day one patch is kind of necessary. Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't expect it just them just to ship it out and everything's going to be dandy. Things will go wrong. It's not mm. going to be perfect. Yeah, I think so. I think and it's okay. I mean, there's no need to make a big deal yeah. about it. Yeah, wrong with that. And and Sibio were talking about that about like one bucket mm-hmm. being moved from like let's say one space and can create a whole chaos in the code and the game. So yeah, things happen. Those things. Agent uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Ghost says patches are annoying. Sometimes it takes days to download. Yeah, especially Fallout Seventy Six. <laughs> 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 I, I I don't know if all, all, all of you know that, but uh, um, if you had the game pre-ordered, you could start playing it three days before to test the servers. And uh, if uh, you were capable of downloading the game beforehand to have it, you know, ready to play. But like a couple of hours before they opened the, the slot to play on, and the, the uh, first three days, you could play for like two hours a day. And, mm-hmm. and that's it. But uh, there was a bug in the, in Bethesda's launcher, and two hours before the slot was opened, everybody's game was deleted. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and you had to redownload. Of course, of course it is. I don't know what's with <laughs> updates. Like I, Fallout seventy six, and I think Call of Duty. It's like, why does Call of Duty need three hundred gigs on my PC? Oh my god, and every time... Because you want a bigger gun! (laughs) And every time you get in the game, they install new shaders and stuff, and you can't play until, like, every single time? (sighs) Yeah. Come on, man. Every single time. And every update is, like, 50 gigs, and yeah, I know that can be... Yeah. For real. Extremely annoying for people. But, uh, I don't know. Depends, depends on the patch, I guess. And I I strongly do believe that those things, uh, especially in the Call of Duty case, can be uh, compressed. But yeah, they're not. (laughs) Oh boy. This is crazy. (laughs) Well, there was was another game. I can't remember which one it was. But it's like, if you installed it to a separate, like if you custom created your own install folder, it would delete everything else on your hard drive except for the one game and the the response from the team which was pretty quick i mean they fixed this they managed to fix it pretty quickly but the response from the team was just absolutely dumbfounded Mm. it's like it's like they never expected people would create their own custom file like file locations it's like what how why why would what what causes you to believe that? What what makes you think that that's a thing? Like, oh my! And it, it's it's stuff like that where it's like, isn't that what every single person that plays on PC does? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Ah, oh. well, sometimes the answer sounds like I'm sorry, but I couldn't find a better better excuse, and that's the first <laughs> thing that came to mind. I don't know if you need better programmers or better people on the, on the uh, PR team for that. <laughs> uh no. Because sometimes people just need good excuses, you know. You can you can really screw, but you need a good excuse. <laughs> Uh, there was what are two questions. First one about system requirements. Uh, we don't know about the system requirements at the moment, but I'm certain that the GPUs you have 1060, 70, 12, uh, 20, sorry, 2060, 2070, 2080. Those are the, the GPUs for, for the game. Cause again, it's using somewhat not older tech, but you know, these games take time until, until they're developed. And of course, they have to take into consideration the systems that they're going to be running on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it also depends on your resolution, whatever you're yeah. trying to drive. Yeah. If you're going 1440p, you're going to have to obviously crank up your, your specs a little mm. bit. It will be interesting to see the impact on the FPS when you turn on RTX, though. That's going to be... Oh, yeah. Well, DLSS uh, 2.0 hmm. might be people's saviors when it comes to that. Is it is that now is that enrolled only one game, Minecraft, or is that a general technology now that's implemented an update? I think they're starting to to um, branch out and make it. I, I think you need to do it by game by game basis. It's ah. not. Oh. Yeah. So, I think Minecraft is the only one that has it yeah. right now. I could be wrong, but yeah, maybe Control. Hmm. But. Uh, I can imagine Cyberpunk would be a shoe-in for that. Yeah. Yeah, and as Paris says, we have new NVIDIA cards on the way, so those are going to be in high demand of the new mm -hmm. games. We'll see how... how uh, I can't wait to actually see the benchmarks and how better they are from the 20 series. Well, there's leaks that say it's like 50% better. 50%? 50% more powerful. Whew. Which is... <clears throat> And how? And what percent more expensive? <laughs> Probably a hundred. Because know. yeah, it's fantastic to talk about technology. Oh yes, the new Nvidia cards that are going to cost like a thousand each are out. Yeah, everybody can afford that. Obviously, hmm. I think I think they realized they they pretty much fucked up the pricing of the uh, twenty series. It's terrible. At least that's what they mentioned. Yeah, it's like seventeen seven seventeen hundred dollars Canadian for a twenty eighty Ti. Like, 1700? Yeah. Uh, let me just, yeah, 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 let me just translate that to my, because I'm not sure. How much is 1700? Oh, my God. This is, this is a lot that of was, euros, my friend. This was such a, such a, uh, <laughs> a, a, a reaction, an honest reaction. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so expensive? Because <laughs> tech here is not this difference. expensive. <laughs> oh my Maybe god! That is the thing. When when things come out, they are expensive. So and, and everybody, not everybody, can afford that. Mm. So yeah, the Nvidia cars are out. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> I will rob a bank to see if I can afford a new car. True. True. So yeah, everyone. Everyone has you know, PCs that are generally built this year or last year or even two years ago, you're going to have a... You're going to be able to run the game. Yeah. Um. What else? The hardware? 
Well, not the hard, well, drive, I, the hard drive. I, I bet I can because I have a TI. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, please go. No, just regarding the the hard drive size, I don't know. I think The Witcher was 45 gigs, but this game is going to be bigger, so expect. I would expect 100. Was it really only 45? That's what it says. Might be, bite me a bit more. I don't know. I'm just guessing right now. That's pretty impressive, actually. (laughs) True. True, true. It's just, I don't know, I think this this is definitely going to have more. Just I, When I look at the scope of the game, when I look at uh, the small little things, you know, like they said, you know, the mega buildings and all of that, every single one of those places has objects and assets and whatever, and they all weigh a certain memory. So I I would say definitely 100 or yeah, something. I think way, way back in the day, the PlayStation Store actually had a... Uh size file on their on their listing and it was like 80 gigabyte minimum or something mm. so and that was a while ago so i don't know if it's more or less they've optimized it for whatever yeah probably around that. yeah i don't expect but that that's just the thing um as as our uh hard drive you know as as, as we get more terabytes into our pcs or whatever our uh, consoles of course mm-hmm. the uh the games are going to be bigger and that's just the sacrifice you have to make if you want to implement all of these technologies and this engine. It has to go that way. That's just the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember floppy now, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember I remember installing like games with that 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 came with twenty seven little like floppy disks. <laughs> It's like insult di- install or insert disc one of twenty seven, two of twenty seven, three of twenty seven, four of twenty seven. Oh, something screwed up. You gotta go back to the beginning. Ah, uh, the good old days. <laughs> yeah, good old days. I, I remember my original, like my original, like preferred like operating system, mm-hmm. Norton Commander. What the hell is that? That that is before Windows, my friend. That oh my is God. that is the uh, that is the day and age of advanced computing, right there. And then and bad UI, <laughs> terrible UI. Had to go through everything like manually. Like you had to know every single drive and every, every single folder inside your computer. Yeah, good old uh, good old custom coding. It was great. Yeah, look look at my whopping 1.5 megabyte floppy disk right here. It's like, <laughs> or or the DVDs. It was just a couple of years ago when we were like, oh, the game has eight gigabytes. Oh, how will I run this? How will I have this on my PC? And it's now eight gigs. That's a that's a small indie game. <laughs> now it's gonna be a hundred tomorrow. But yeah, uh what else do we have? Because that's all regarding the news. We do have. Yeah. Just drop them in the mm. yeah, like, drop drop the questions. I'm I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a quick moment to quickly so um so again with uh, Baldur's Gate three there's gonna be a huge reveal on on this Saturday, this coming Saturday, the sixth. Um the they put out this like short little video on Twitter and there was a lot of complaints and a lot of people who who saw the saw the game that they showcased last year and they were like, Oh my god, you know, it looks so much like Divinity because it's kind of built in it's it's more or less the same engine but it's like no no those are divinity assets and those assets are all being replaced 
um, we got a kind of a sneak peek at, at a lot of those assets that, yes, have in fact been completely changed over. There was a number of them that, that people had noticed that now on, you know, looking at this smaller video on Twitter, it all, almost all of those things have been completely replaced now. So this is, this is super exciting and I'm really looking forward to this. And this is the nice thing about like looking to the future of this kind of gaming because we're going to have, you know, such expanse. This is going to be, this is going to come out in an alpha form. You're going to get access to basically act one, and then you're going to be able to, with the community and with the developers help direct them onto, you know, what's good, what's wrong, what's bad, what's great. And then have an active like role in the development of the game, just like they did with divinity two. And that's, that's super exciting. I cannot wait to see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, they're both, they're both exciting because they are both, they're both these games that are, um, to answer Agent Ghost's question, they're both games that are set in pen and paper. And they, they've been designed from the ground up to reflect as much of that appropriately as possible. So I don't know which will end up becoming my favorite. I can tell you that I've been waiting for both of these games for a very long time. You know, um, really with Baldur's Gate really is a continuation more so of probably um, a little bit more so with like like Neverwinter Nights. And, and the main reason why it's not called Neverwinter Nights 3 is because it does take place in Baldur's Gate. And also Neverwinter Nights is currently owned by it's it, the license for that is currently owned by somebody else so they couldn't they couldn't do that but it's like this full 3D fleshed out world and you're going to be able to take events and combat down to the role when they do multiplayer eventually and that's that's a like that's like a holy grail of like tabletop gaming cuz mm-hmm. I want to start a I want to start a game and have everybody in the room here and say last known meal you know the uh, waitress is looking at you and she keeps winking at you what do you want to do? <laughs> and if he's like, he's like, I want to wink back. All right. Roll me an initiative or roll me mm. a, you know, cares, a charisma roll. It's like, I can't wait to do that. That's that kind of stuff is going to be awesome. You know, there's, there's adventures, D and D adventures where it's like, we never got out of the inn. <laughs> poor innkeeper, poor GM had created a whole story, a whole, like a whole, like dozens of dungeons and things to explore. But, just made that in just a little too reasonable and there might have been a you know there might have been some flirting which led to a big bath party which may have led to the bath getting thrown out of the second floor window which resulted in a bunch of other stuff which ultimately resulted in the all of the people in the party you know being stripped naked and tied to a post somewhere you know this stuff happens it's, it's totally for normal. a moment i disconnected from what you were saying because i was reading the comments and i believe they plugged my brain back in the best part <laughs> that's just I, no no please go on what happened after that that, that, that was about that was about it that was about it so that's uh, we're, Damn, that was that interesting part. Ended. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, online is going to be wild. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> just can't wait to see when it's actually and how it's implemented. But the second thing, people, is <laughs> in that online, God, that's gonna be wild. 
But uh, yeah, I, 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 that's also my dream to have that sort of realism in games, especially in multiplayer, to be able to do all of that stuff, to translate that feeling from Dungeons and Dra- Dragons or Cyberpunk 2020 into a game. And to be able to do all of that, that would be dope. Yeah. I have a little problem with Dungeons and Dragons. I have a very close friend who is obsessed with Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to play back in the day, but now the new uh, edition fifth, I believe. Well, I yeah. I don't know how how is it that I don't know it by heart because he probably explained it to me a thousand times. <laughs> uh, oh, Jack asks us, what background are we going to pick? Did you decide for the character? Yes. Hmm. Uh Solo with a street kid, solo specialized in weapons mm-hmm. with a street kid background and some some net running abilities. Mm, nice. Yeah. Originally, mind. I wanted to go for the full solo, mm-hmm. but when I saw net running, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I'm going to like this because what we saw of net running on the on the first gameplay wasn't just pluck a couple of things, not much. Mm-hmm. And uh, the net wasn't developed. The internet we connect to, that wasn't great. But how hacking works in the deep dive? Mm, mm. <laughs> the part where you can hack the machine, the guy is the guy of the animals is lifting, but you can hack it and it falls over him. I I, I laughed more than I just I believe I should. But I loved the idea. I I just loved that there were. There were some some uh, small things in the mechanics that were so twisted, and yeah, that's exactly the thing that I need in my life when it comes to video games. <laughs> so I believe that that hacking does give this twist that I'm going to like, apart from you know mm. shooting people in the head because <laughs> of a basic woman. Union. Uh, to decide, I'm actually I'm actually gonna do the same thing in in terms of class mm-hmm. uh, as Mad Queen, but I'm gonna go corporate. Ooh, go corporate. <laughs> Ooh. I'm gonna betray the corporates inside with the street kids <laughs> later on. So it's kind of like that. No betrayal. <laughs> maybe I should. Yeah, maybe it. maybe the, maybe this way you can you can flirt with uh, Stout. Oh, oh, Stout. I'm sorry, I'm not in that. I'm not on the Stout train. Oh, you may be the no, only one. No train. I'm the only one. What? Yeah, I'm gonna get flamed on Twitter later for this one, but uh... <laughs> actually, I, I I've got to join you there. I I'm not exactly attracted to um her at all, so it'll be it'll be yeah. But you're a robot. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> you need to go behind the black wall to find a, a romantic yeah. interest. Ah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, good luck with Johnny in the head. <laughs> 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 He's going to be watching. Uh, I swear, Meredith is gonna sell more of these uh, corporate, uh, corporate choices and Arasaka and Militech combined. I swear to God, people are just gonna go for corporate just because of Meredith Stout. Like Arasaka. Well, I no. mean, <laughs> corporate means that you more or less understand how yeah. corporations work. That mm. doesn't mean that you're aligned with a particular corporation because 
being a corporate usually makes you more enemies than friends. Yeah. So. And you know what the biggest twist would be if you select a corporate role and you come up to Meredith and she's like, "Nah, I don't like other corporates." <laughs> <laughs> like Arasaka, she'd say so her gun out and boom, boom, <laughs> guns yeah. you down. Arasaka scum, I don't like them. Oh, oh! By the way, Yusip, were you thinking about which background you're going to choose? Uh probably. Well, it's a toss-up between corporate and um, and uh, the the uh, nomad. Nomad, yeah, yeah. Finally, nomad. And it, it'll it'll kind of <laughs> depend on on what everybody else is playing because I'm going to try and I'm going to try and do something that that nobody else is doing am- amongst us and and Ash and trying to like just kind of fill that niche. Mm. Um, hopefully work will not be super crazy then, but yeah. Well, I'm, I'm wondering, this is something that I wonder, and it has not been explained. If, if the backstory you choose is going to have some impact in the, in the uh, skill points that you have at the beginning of the game. Because if you are a, if you are a corporal, if you were a corporal kid, you had a better education than a street kid. And the same <laughs> if you were a nomad, nomad education is like the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's a good point, but I feel like they wouldn't pigeonhole you like that. They give you the freedom to choose how you want to play. Yes, but I mean, this comes with the backstory you choose, lore-wise. I mean, not gameplay-wise. Mm-hmm. But you have a lot of influence on on what happens after, right? That's just the prologue. Hmm. Uh, Maybe though. No? I don't know. It would make sense. We'll see. I, I just hope that I don't know. I don't know if if the backstory has some influence mm. in in you know in the points we have at the beginning or in the in the way that we shall distribute them, mm-hmm. or or maybe not. It's just a matter of storytelling, mm. and then late uh, later uh, choices inside the gameplay. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's the second thing that you said. I'd imagine it's just yeah. storytelling. Mm. True, true, and true. and parts and choices inside the gameplay, mm. having a little more this. It it would be interesting. I mean, it's it's we were shown that uh, you open dialogue options, but uh, how about opening enemy options? What do you mean? Well, if you're a corporate and your parents were, I don't know, in biotechnica, maybe you made enemies in in revolution genetics. Ah, say a competing yeah. corpse yeah. Or, or maybe you were a nomad and, and you know the rough people hate you because you were a normal nomad and not a psychopath mm. that's true you think they'd give you a clean slate or kind of put you in that because clean slate wouldn't really make sense if you were an ex-corporate right well maybe I mean if you're a corporate hitman you, maybe you, you your parents were on a corporate that doesn't have to mean that you share the same that's true. corporate yeah, that's badge. True. But mm. if you're a nomad, that's a little bit like a little different because nomads are family. Mm-hmm. It's like where you grow up in a sense. If you're a street kid, you know how the streets work. If you're a corporate, you know how corporate interests and how that whole structure works in a sense. So Maybe that will be better def- defined during the prologue. And then once you hit the main story, you kind of have this kind of more distinguished path uh, cut out for you. Mm. <coughs> Yeah. yeah. Let's find out how many enemies we have uh, <laughs> without knowing. There will be many, I know that, in the first playthrough. <laughs> so I'll see how much I can screw up the city and the game. <laughs> As a nomad, you will be from the race or the Aldecanos where they are. 
race uh, are not are not um, are not um, ah what's the name a nation are not a nation mm-hmm. but there are more there are seven so you have seven to choose you don't have to be Aldecano or or Rath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just saw but that, I mean yeah. that that's the typical I mean nomad Aldecano well of course mm-hmm. but that would give you like some kind of prestige because they're like you know the the top of the top. Or maybe you were a corporate kid, but your parents worked for a shitty mega corporation. <laughs> like Walmart. <Figured>. Yeah. <laughs> well, Walmart is not a shitty mega corporation. Exactly. Definitely was. If you could join the rats, would you? Well, it depends. Who's the leader? Well, we were making this joke when it came out. Shit. Neon make a very good joke about it, and I can't remember. <laughs> What happened? Sorry, I when we were discussing about the nomads, when the image went out, I can't uh, remember. Uh, I, I remember you made a very funny joke, but I just don't remember the joke. Damn it! I forget. Must have been not that funny because I don't remember it. <laughs> I just remember the fact that it was funny, but that's it. <laughs> ah, the city. But yeah, why not? As a, as a, a psychopath playthrough. I mean, the the thing about if it's a game that it's based on consequences, the, 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 the role-playing is not only how you want to play, it's also how the game allows you to play, which is very interesting because it's more realistic, obviously. If uh, if you have this GTA thing where you can you can stop you can start driving over people and nothing happens, this is not very realistic. I mean, it's funny that you can be a psychopath, but then you have to deal with the consequences of it. That would be fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, I like that yeah, idea. No. Yeah, I like that too. Like, con- the more consequences that are in the game that you can like get around with and live with, or like try to attempt to live with, I think those are great things. And and I, I mean, I'm not expecting it to be a huge part of the game, but I do hope that it's as as a big part as they could possibly have made it so that i mean it's something that can be expanded on later it's like i would love to have an uh, a really in-depth um reputation system with all of the different gangs mm. and what about what about regaining trust that's also something i've been thinking about okay we make a mistake in the game we piss someone off but i i would like a way to repay that potentially i mean doesn't mean it's going to be in the game, but um, to, for example, you sc- screw up something with a certain gang and you're like, look, I'm going to pay you eddies or something. Can we do business now? Mm-hmm. I wish there would be... Well, pr- probably if this morning in between there will be business, they will do business mm-hmm. again with you. But that doing business doesn't mean that they trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, think mistakes are unforgivable, unforgivable when it comes to trust a lot to do in this mm-hmm. world. I'm sure you can try to fight back and get regain trust but mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. it's severed it's kind of you're kind of fucked right true true but when some doors closes another one opens keep that in mind even gangs have enemies in a sense true. yeah and the the <coughs> enemies of my enemies are my friends mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like in new vegas both positive and negative reputations yeah yeah you help one you help one settlement to get rid of another and you're gonna have a different karma so (coughs) but i would rather not know this is the thing that i didn't like in fallout 
you are constantly t- no you you are constantly told mm. or is the paranoia of did I do something wrong and I didn't find that yeah. I didn't true. realize true yeah, yeah. It's true it's pretty straightforward when it comes to that okay yeah they're coming are you with them or without us if you're with us they'll shoot okay yeah. <laughs> you told in outer worlds they showed you their your reputation it was like a percentage right mm-hmm. so you kind of know where you stand yeah yes I, I believe I believe that this way that's not knowing mm-hmm, I agree. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, it would definitely make it more lifelike, but I mean, it it's like, I would definitely prefer it the other way because, especially in real life too, I would love to have like a little just like, hey, what is my relationship status with you today? Is it at 10%, 20%, 50% or 80%? I would like to know. And then have somebody like, tell me, that would be great. Doesn't, 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 just doesn't work. Yeah, but uh, it's more realistic if it doesn't, because in real life it doesn't work like that. And and also and also you know, world of paranoia. It also contributes to the paranoia of not knowing where you where, when, and why you screwed. Yeah. What is? Yeah. yeah. And, it, also, it, and also and also because that's my life. Of... That's, that's my life. <laughs> it's not. It's not as fun as you think. Well, I, I was going to go on, but then your answer is going to be the same. Is is only is based on the fact that you don't know what you are mm-hmm. expected to mm. do. Well, what if you get mind reading cyberware software of some sort? That is too magical for cyberware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So same with maybe you, you know how you plug into to a gang's network and hack them. Maybe then you get to see your reputation with them once you've hacked their network. <laughs> Probably not. Well, you know, if you're gossiping about someone you don't like, <laughs> you're not like, you th- did you see this guy? Oh, fucker. I only like him at 20%. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Dear Diary. Today I met V. I didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> He's our enemy in a 75%. <laughs> oh, you have dropped 1%. You're so funny today. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> yeah, but the, yes, yes. Uh, I, I mean, I just I imagine a hacking hacking the phone of someone who doesn't like me. Did you see? Did you see the last the last of 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 uh, Matt Quinn's video? It's horrible in a twenty percent. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> but to also to also kind of go back because of the background is also tied to class. My only, my, like, the, the question from before, do I have any fears? My only fear, honestly, is that I want to see each class being different. Because one thing I never liked is, for example, I'm going to choose one class, and then with that class, I get everything that the other classes have. I don't want that. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm alone here, but, uh, I, if I'm a net runner, I want to know, okay, I'm a net runner, I, like a netrunner cannot do what a techie can or cannot be as fast or strong, whatever, as a solo, but techie and a solo cannot hack to the point or disable everything to the point as a netrunner. That's my only right now but, concern. Honestly. I mean, you have, you have a progression system mm-hmm. that's going to give you points to upgrade your character. Yeah. And if you, and as you spend the points on techie, you won't be able to develop full solo. So I mean, it's just a matter of points. If you you, you want, I I guess that you won't have enough points to develop all. Oh yeah, uh, that to that. make a super yeah, OP yeah, build yeah. with everything. You'll have yeah. to choose, <laughs> or you or you either you know a little bit of everything, or you're specialized mm. in, in one class. Yeah, because I I remember some games just gave you that they uh, you can farm ultimate 
unlimited, not unlimited uh, number of points. You can just basically get every single point in every single skill tree, and um, I was referring to that mostly. Um, so yeah, it's either this or that. Oh, well, I don't know because usually in open world games, the the most difficult thing to do is to mm. find the balance between people that just don't have time to make all the second requests mm -hmm. and people who do the second request obsessively, and uh, just to make the game accessible for both, that you don't become way too OP when you do all the second requests, and that the game, the main quest, is not difficult uh, if you don't complete. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I believe I heard Pavel Sasko, Pavel Sasko saying that uh, uh, sometimes you won't know if the quest is main or not. I don't know how are they going to solve this and if this is still a thing. Because that that, that was very interesting. Because usually you, you usually choose the kind of quest you want to play mm -hmm. depending on that day. Like, well, I want to advance in the game, so I'm going to play the main. And then you have, you know, the menu with the quest and main, secondary. But if you don't know, Imagine the frustration of beginning your play in the main quest and suddenly it stops and nothing happens <laughs> and you're like, shit. I lost three hours of my life that I didn't have because I only wanted to play the main. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be really fun. Yeah, now that you mention it, it is kind of a bit strange because usually it's like divided. It's easier to kind of, okay, this is the main quest. This is a side activity. Hmm. They're really going in for immersion on this. <laughs> well, I mean, this this was said this was said past the three. I mean, yeah, go figure yeah, if it's yeah. still a thing. <laughs> but if it is, if it is, I'm curious how they're going to because you have even even in in second requests, you have um, some that are more important and more um, and longer than others. <clears throat> some second requests are super small. Mm -hmm. And uh, this feeling of, I don't know if doing this is going to take me to someplace interesting. It also depends a lot on how the quest starts. Mm -hmm. Because the, the beginning of, of some quest is like they had a neon sign of this is an important thing, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe you go down the street and someone sells you a brain dance tape and this takes you to another thing and to another thing and then you discover very important information. Mm. Like a web. Yeah. That's well, if you want it, if you want it to feel completely organic, you can just play hardcore mode where it turns off your HUD, and it won't alert you to what's a quest and what's not a quest. You just have to. Well, I mean, the hat, the hat in this particular universe makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's going to show you the paths that you can take, right? Yes, but uh, I, I don't know if this is uh, going to be a thing for the whole game. But also, I mean, the most interesting part is not only the menu where you are shown what type of quest are you playing, but also the way the, the quest is introduced to you. Mm -hmm. Because if this is if it's introduced to you in a big way, do you do you automatically understand that this is a main quest? Mm. And if you go to you know. You read somewhere in a piece of paper that you have to do something. You understand that it's small and it's a second request. And you don't need the menu to tell you that. So it, it would be really funny if you had, if you had important main quests introduced to you. Like if they weren't a, a great, like, like if they were sm small quests, but that would be very difficult because then people could be confused and then discard this quest. Mm -hmm. 
and then get stuck at points like I don't know what do I have to do to continue because this quest that I assumed was small is actually mm. the big one in the thing to do. Mm. This in an open world, if if it could be could go crazy. Mm-hmm. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not no, a... no, 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 no. I love it. I love the yeah. idea. Yeah, no, that that would be interesting. <sighs> but it's it's very difficult to implement in the sense that that everybody understands it. It sometimes even it doesn't matter how used to it you are to playing games. Sometimes you get stuck if you have a bad day mm-hmm. on the most well, stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Well, in their QA, don't they? Isn't a big part of QA looking at heat, looking at heat maps? So where the majority of the players go to kind of help them kind of progress, I suppose, in a in a to design the world so that they can progress without getting stuck, but at the same time trying to make it feel like that's you're not getting like shuttled from point to point. Yeah, but because also also this is very very um, difficult in an open world games because you have so many options. Mm-hmm. Because also also usually usually different zones have like different levels of difficulty to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know. So I'm so you so you make like some sort of organic travel through the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy complicated. Not thinking about it a little bit more deeply. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that Johnny Silverhand? <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, <laughs> have a date. <laughs> yeah, it's Johnny Silverhand because he only exists in my mind. Yeah, brain <laughs> uh, but yes, it's it's how how the way it's implemented. If if this is still a thing, I'm really curious how how. How it can be implemented because it would be it would be really really surprising. Obviously, I mean, there are a certain tropes that that need to be followed. So, in, in when you are designing whatever, especially a game, mm. some some sort of tropes because you know that the players are going to understand certain things from that. Mm. Changing them is very interesting. Well, but would it work? Well, I have an example of how it worked in a gameplay sense. It is an older game, and it is Gothic again. I'm sorry for spamming Gothic, but in that game, you don't even have a map when you start. They just tell you, okay, like, for example, you have a quest, and it's going to tell you, like, let's say we saw this guard going out to the southern gate. Look for him there. So you found the side, find the southern gate, go there, and you find him or whatever. He's hidden somewhere in a cave. It kind of gives you directions on where to go, but... That game is a lot smaller <laughs> and a lot easier to kind of navigate through the level than it w- would be with today's level of detail. So that system doesn't work anymore. Um, but to actually, I don't know how it's going to work if they don't show you a quest and you have an entire body full of stuff to tell you everything. <laughs> I don't know. It's because. So sometimes there are some days that you need somebody to tell you everything. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, true. true. Everybody, it doesn't matter how experienced you are playing <clears throat> games. Yeah. Always have this day of okay, let's do it. Yeah. Make it easy for me, game today. Today, make it mm. easy for me. And, might and the, yeah. the problem is that the 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 level of difficulty of games is based on other things. 
you know, that enemies have more life and they, yeah, it works differently, but not on those things. Mm. It would be incredibly complex to, to separate the difficulty level on, on things like that. Like, uh, mm. how do you find your quest? That's, I believe that it would be impossible to separate levels of difficulty on that. But that would also be very, very interesting. Mm. And we saw that because the game has to be understandable for everybody, but, uh, you know, also, Different people have different ways of understanding information. Mm. Yeah. And if you're going for the, oh, sorry, again, I'm, sc- I'm moving my hands all the time and I'm, <laughs> and I'm punching my microphone. Every, every person has a, a different way of understanding things. So there are some standards, but if you move from there, then, then it's not, uh, there's not a massive understanding of what's going on. And this is a pity because you can't play with that. But also, if you subvert the tropes and uh, you use them in a way that the player is, is expecting a certain trope, but then you, you turn it around, that's also very interesting. But I don't know if people would understand it. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, well. I'm sorry, nice. I'm, I just went on with a rant about this. But, but it's interesting. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Especially how we're going to interact with the game. It's it's um, definitely a gameplay choice. But uh, uh, there were also questions about being a bad guy or having a bad guy in Cyberpunk 2017. I have a theory on why... I mean, generally, like, yeah, in The Witcher, we had Eredin and the bunch, you know, being the bad guys there. But here, it's different because you make decisions. If, let's say, uh, a CEO, executive of Arasaka, for some, it's he's going to be or she is going to be the biggest enemy. For some, it's going to be an ally. So I think that's subjective to the gameplay you're going to be having. The city is the bad guy. Yeah. The city is the biggest protagonist. V is the bad guy. Or antagonist. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe Sohan. Maybe Johnny. Who knows? Yeah, well, Johnny, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry for people that are going to find out what a doge Johnny is when mm. they play the game because everybody thinks that he's very nice. He's not. Yeah, he's so not. Expect, yeah. If he's nice, I'm going to be very disappointed because Johnny Silverhand Hand is not nice. Because people are going to be looking at him like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and definitely not John Wick. <laughs> not in that <laughs> sense not in that sense so if he betrays you don't don't be surprised at all <laughs> you're gonna just be don't kill the dog oh yeah just don't kill the just dog don't, don't kill the digital dog yeah I mean you're you're gonna say to Arasaka I love you and then what do you expect Johnny's gonna say <laughs> so yeah it's gonna be like a big brother is watching you in a sense and in a sense they are if you're in the net you have a big brother watching you well, in 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 Johnny, like in real life, the mm. way someone treats you doesn't say anything about how they treat others. So yeah. you can gain his respect, and maybe he will treat you better. Mm-hmm. True, true, true. And there was another question about us being bad, you know, shooting people. Like, don't expect uh, GTA level of I'm gonna cause havoc in the city, and nothing's gonna happen to me. Definitely not. And even in The Witcher, you, every single guard in the city had a lot more HP than you had and a lot more, did a lot more damage. So that, that's, I don't know, that's something I expect. Because you saw when the military comes up, those guys are high level. So go mm-hmm. ahead, try, attack. <laughs> and that's, well, yes, it's, 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 it's important that you don't, you won't 
have the ability to kill every single person in the game. I love that. I love because you're not the strongest character. You, you Sometimes you can't really... You have to... And that makes you think around every single dialogue option. Because you know you're not the strongest person in that room. You know if something goes south, it's not only mm -hmm. going to end on that parking lot. It's also going to continue later on in the game. So you gotta think. You gotta think mm -hmm. before every single decision. And I yeah. wonder how they're gonna handle that. Cause like, can can you whip out your gun where wherever? Like, if you point at a NPC that you can't kill, what's gonna happen? You like point your weapon at them. Like, obviously, for a fixer, maybe his bodyguard would come and tackle you or something. But like, you, mm. you won't be able to kill or yeah. harm children and stuff too, right? So, mm. how, how are they gonna deal with that? Well, I'm glad this happens because <laughs> it would be the first time that I killed the wrong NPC. <laughs> Accidentally, totally accidentally. Sure, sure. Accidentally. <laughs> I accidentally like their weapon a lot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, come on. Don't tell me it never happened to you. Of oh, course I it did. I really hope that you're not important for the plot because I really like your weapon. <laughs> oh, of course it happened with vehicles and everything in every single game. Oh. Well, you're an NPC, but I, that's a nice car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And you're just a bunch of ones it, and it's, zeros. <laughs> it's the most dangerous thing for an NPC to spawn in. They spawn into the universe and they're like, oh, wow, take a look at this awesome jacket that I got. I am uh, I am so screwed as they see the NPC, as they see the uh, player character approaching them. Yep, that's it. That's, that's what life is like now. <laughs> Do we have any more questions? Let's see. But yeah, we pretty much covered uh, everything that happened this week. Um, just a, a couple of small snippets from the uh, the financial um, uh, the financial reports. They're doing fine. <laughs> They're actually like they. <laughs> we, we saw their Let's cash give flow. The great yeah. news. They're doing fine. <laughs> yeah, they they actually showcased their cash flow. And an interesting thing, and that's something that that was really interesting to me, is that the the continuation of sales that happened uh, after the the Witcher Three came out. It obviously after the Witcher Three, they had a huge jump, and it's so it's so nice to see that that trend of each year and how it was going with the cash flow, how much money they were receiving and spending. Um, Witcher was making money. Damn, Witcher was making money. Yeah, they had their best first quarter ever. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, people is locked down. Mm, uh, yeah, the Witcher series. They they released the Witcher on uh, on the Switch. It's like mm -hmm. Witcher everywhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and everything pushes each other somehow like you find out about the tv show uh the tv series you're going to play the games or you play the games you want to see that or you played on pc now you have switch you're gonna buy on switch i don't know it's just, it's just... and um I, I someone asked about uh cyberpunk on switch i i really doubt that's gonna happen i really doubt that there is no way <laughs> there is no way that's the same the same thing that people said about the switcher yeah but i would expect it for like the next switch the upgraded switch they release think about it has to like run on the light too i was playing fortnite on my girlfriend's switch over the weekend and it was mm -hmm. like overheating <laughs> and it was <laughs> yeah yeah then you should do it on winter <laughs> i should we have long well winter. you're canadian do you have summer yeah it's super nice right now we have beautiful summers they don't last very long but they're 
They're like three perfect. days, four days. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So it feels like no, it's like it's like a good two, three months, maybe four. <laughs> okay. No. Pixel simulator. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so much for single player is dead. Take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they they it's crazy. It's insane. But that that was actually like the trend of of a company benefiting from like five games so much. Whew. I mean, six games if you count in the pre-orders for Cyberpunk. It's not only five games anymore. I mean, they they still got the money from pre-order, so it's technically six games now. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything. Um, Where's the mobile game? Yeah, I did before playing Cyberpunk twenty-seven to seven. Just, I honestly, I'm I'm not really against the idea of having a character creator before the game. <laughs> Yeah, but you can have it on a web. You don't need a full game. Oh, yeah. Mobile yeah, game yeah. for that. Or like yeah. a skill tree thing, like what Borderlands did. That would be cool. I'm down with that. Why Spec you... out your skill tree before. Oh, oh. With explanations and everything? I, did, I forgot what Borderlands actually did with that. Yeah, so they give you each of the classes. I guess there's Beastmaster, I forget the other two, Siren and something else. And they gave okay. you each of the three skill trees that they had. And you could spec out your build just by clicking mm. and putting points into them. Mm. Yeah. And seeing what the skills did, of course. I don't know if that's spoilery for most people. I'd assume maybe not. I don't know. Mm. Well, it depends. I still got the theory that we didn't see all the, the whole tree. Yeah. Mm. But this is a theory. I may be wrong. I hope I am not. But... <laughs> yeah. But most probably I am. Uh... Oh, this is an interesting question um, for all of us. How will you uh, make your characters appearance-wise? Well, regarding me and to move to others, it's going to be pretty much either full black everything to be, you know, blend in, because I'll go stealth in a stealthy way, or it's going to be full militaristic kind of a type. So, yeah. <laughs> You're going for a Lazarus look, I just can Yeah. That or dread, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. What about you? I like to make my character look as close to me as possible, but mm. obviously that's not really, you know, possible in a lot of games. So mm. I like colorful clothing too. So you guys know the uh, style over substance poster, the, like mm-hmm. Asian. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna rock that kind of that kind of gear. Nice. That's cool. It's really cool. Yeah, you can just... I was thinking about asking someone doing mods to mod my red jacket inside the game. <laughs> I'm sure it will appear. I'm sure it will appear. I'm um I'm I'm sure that I'm not going to be able to make uh, to make my longest living Cyberpunk 2020 character because it's uh, the, this character in the low videos with the red jacket is my longest living character, but she had some cyberware that it wasn't on the Chromebooks. It's just my my game director allowed me to to create it, so the cyber war is not going to exist. Mm. The closer will be the mantis blades, but it wasn't exactly the same, mm. and that's a pity because I really liked I really liked having the the guns hidden in the legs. That was fantastic <laughs> because it's not only looks; it's also the cyber war that you wore, mm. and also she wore she wore the uh, Times Square, which is the hat basically. So you're going to have it yes or yes. 
But I guess that I would, I, I would, I will also either go, either be super lazy because I want to st- start playing as soon as possible and <laughs> take some, some play and that's it and I'll think about it later. Or yeah, maybe looking like me or like Hooper, like the character. Yeah. I mean, changing the appearance. Like Robocop. Yes, really like Robocop, but the one on each side, not only on one side. <laughs> Zip? Hmm? What about the appearance? What are you thinking about well, that? I mean, for for now, it's like I got to see more options, mm. and and I suspect that it, this is one of the things where it's like it's like I don't think out of the vanilla stuff, like the stuff that we get at drop at the at the launch, is going to be the full thing. I think that's not going to come until we have both of the expansions, all of the DLC. Uh, all the, the like the little stuff that they've thrown in, and then once we get the um, like once we get a, a look at some of the modding, then I think I'll be able to like create what I want to. But it's it's always it's it's something that I'm going to be very excited to kind of see as it grows, because part of me wants to do like part of me wants to have like a stylish outfit, and then part of me wants to have like you know a serious like you know stealth ninja with all kinds of glowy things, which I know is kind of contrary to the concept of stealth ninja to have glowy bits of stuff on your armor, but you know, do well, it. not really because the way, this way you blend with the rest of people. Yeah. Yeah. With the neons of the night. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, I'm, I'm all up for uh, like, I want to have something that's going to be like showy. I don't think, and, and one of my reasons for like not, really wanting to go corporate is I don't like the corporate kind of sense of style like the suits and the the dresses and the dress suits and the power suits it's like none of that stuff interests me like whatsoever I I would I would like it it kind of it can kind of look cool if it's done in like the right kind of like body armor suit but for the most part it's like nah I like that I like that that street look you know the some of the um some of the early like concept art for like the the people on the street, you know that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Oh, all right, all right. yeah. Because there's a lot of pieces of clothing we haven't seen. I just remember the Witcher and how much we haven't seen mm. since the game came out. Obviously, the weapons and everything. Those are just a couple of weapons they shown, and obviously, just a couple of uh, ways you can look regarding the clothing. But yeah, all right. Now. Uh, yeah, no exotics for V. That would be too much. Wait, wait, not, not yet. Not yet. yet. I yeah, suspect yet. The, the exotics will definitely come at some point. Like, I mean, uh, it's maybe DLC. It's mods? almost for sure. Yeah. Well, mods for sure, but also DLC. I really think that we're going to have, um, I suspect for the DLC right now, I suspect we're going to have one very serious one to do, maybe something to do with the moon. Then the second one, or the first one, depending on when they drop and how they drop, will no, probably see the moon. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the moon or the moon station, one of those two, or like the orbital station, one of those, like something. It's got something powers. to do. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so something to do with that. But I think the other DLC is probably going to be something, or the expansion will probably have something to do with like the bozos and like wild character customization. I, I it's just, it's for some, like, it's just something that keeps eating at the back of my head. It's like, I think, I think that's what we're going to see. So we might get a, an expansion for, you know, people to make your, 
you know, your favorite kind of pony girls, and then at the same time, you can dress up as a bozo. So, because those things, I think those things go together. Like, well, you don't, you don't dress up as a bozo. Yeah. You buy your sculpt like, yourself as a bozo. Well, I mean, and I can imagine, like, like, see, the way that I'm thinking that they might do the bozos is they might do them as, like, this, like, you know, it's like a, they just show up in a rundown or like, you know, um, part of the, like a go, a ghost town part of the city where it's like nobody goes there. And then suddenly they just show up one day and it's like, you've got bozos and people that are, you know, you know how it's like, you know, it's a circus, it's a circus. You got bozos and then you got people who have been biosculpted to look like, you know, anthropomorphized. And I can never say that word, uh, like elephants and horses and stuff like that. And it's like, I suspected that there could be some really cool tie in there and it would make for all kinds of like crazy insanity stuff and, and that, because that, that, that would make it so that the location that you go to, to deal with the bozos is on their turf, which is, I think would be infinitely more interesting than having to just deal with bozos on the regular street on every day. That's my thought. No leaks, no, no, nothing. That's this is yeah. this is my thought. This is yeah. my wild speculation. Yeah. Also for Night City Wire, we'll see. We'll see. Someone asked, yeah. like, what's gonna be shown? But we don't know. We'll have to wait. I, I sus- yeah, I suspect it's the kickoff to all of their stuff, and and over the next, like I said, over the next couple of months, it's gonna like, it's gonna be a constant stream of of information and news because that's what they've been doing all the way along. I don't think we're gonna get a giant dump and then you know everybody's gonna feast on that and then have nothing until like you know two weeks before launch i think it's gonna be like a little bit and then that little bit is gonna stay that same little bit every week until launch mm-hmm. it's like three months till three three plus months till the game launches yeah, yeah. I think and the- i mean it's like minus minus a holiday weekend here or there it's basically gonna be constant and i think that's i think that'll be fine. I think that'll work towards what they want to do with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't wait. True, not wait. True, true, true. All right. Uh, there was a question about which exotics would we choose. I don't know. I'm not much of an exotics guy, though. I don't know. Oh, we we know you like the cat girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see, yeah, but yeah, biosculpting and that sort of stuff in a sense of exotics, not at start of the game, but I'm sure that mods will find their way into the game one way or another. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, true. And there was also a question about mods for multiplayer. Yeah, that's, that's difficult to implement, to have mods in multiplayer, to have them all under certain guidelines and rules. Yeah. So we already discussed that. So, well, Don't, it, it yeah. depends. It depends the multiplayer too. So mm-hmm. if we have a, if we have a, um, you know, if you're able to host games yourself, that opens up the modding, right? Um, if it's hosted on their servers and if it's you know far more like an official like multiplayer mode, uh, then that's going to make that really difficult. And it and they wouldn't do that, you know, because it could open up cheating and and you know hacking and that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Well, we'll see though. We'll see. All right, we have been. Uh, I don't know if if you have everything for the end. I think we could wrap things up. 
We have been going for 117 minutes. It was a really fun podcast, though. Really fun. Yeah, it was nice and chill. Yeah, uh, as we're getting closer, like uh, next week, it's the 7th, and that's going to be one week before, uh, well, not one week, um, excuse me, a couple of days before the Night City Wire. So, yeah, we'll see if they're going to release something before um, during this week. But uh, next podcast is going to be on... Triples? Uh, is it mine? I'm not sure. No, no, it's, it should be Neon. Oh, Neon, yeah, sorry. Because last, last week was Mad Queen, next week should be Neon, then it'll be us, and then it'll be back to yeah. Mad Queen again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's Neon. Next week, uh, you have all the links um, down below for our Twitter and Discord. We're all going to be uh, restreaming the uh, the Night City Wire, so also stay tuned for that um, separately. So, well, again, the links are down below, and uh, more news will be coming around that as we get closer to the, to the event. And, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, is everyone else okay for uh, finishing this up? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So thank you everyone for stopping by each and every single week. And honestly, it's been, uh, this week has been even more people. So thank you. Thank you a lot. It, it means a lot to every single one of us. And yeah, stay classy, everyone. And bye-bye.